1: This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more.
0: This episode is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code PG at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PG at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code PG unlock your confidence, and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage Podcast. Our special guest today is Marcus Griffin. Marcus, how's it going?
1: Doing well, my man. How you doing?
0: Good, good. We finally got it scheduled. We're finally here. It took a couple (laughs) weeks, maybe months. Yeah. We're here. Yeah,
1: man. It's It's been hectic over here.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I know previously you told me you were born in California, but you grew up in in uh, Washington State. So people know, not Washington, D.C. So what, yeah, what was sir, it like? State. Yeah. So what was it like just growing up uh, in Washington?
1: I mean, for me, man, there's so many different people here, um, so many different ethnicities, races. I saw it's like a melting pot. Like right? I've grown up knowing just so many different kinds of people. I had a lot of fun and unique experiences. And man, it's just been an honor because so many people out here want to help you and they want to see you do better. So I've definitely had a lot of people, you know, help me on my journey to get to where I am today.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now, growing up, uh, I know you played football. Um, Did you play any other sports growing up?
1: Yeah, I played baseball, basketball, wrestling. uh, But baseball and football were like my two loves.
0: You played baseball in high school?
1: Yeah, well, so I was pretty good my whole life. Like I was an all-star, played select, travel ball got to a point in high school where I realized, you know, they don't give off for scholars for baseball. So oh, yeah, yeah. I had to cut that one out and go focus on football.
0: Actually. Yeah. I just saw a video on that on YouTube and the, I met on Twitter and they cut the scholarships in baseball from like, I think like 17 to like 13 guys now. Something crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I needed that full ride. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. So, all right. So you played football. Uh, like when did, when the, when did the recruiting and like the offers start coming in like during high school? Yeah. So I would say like the,
1: actually it was like the day before my birthday like my junior year um signing day just happened like you know it's early february mid-february signing day just happened and then bang then you know to start offering the next wave and i got an offer from wazoo the day before my birthday mike leach baby come on (laughs)
0: that's dope what about um what about like previously maybe like when did you know you were like above average I'd say?
1: Honestly, I'd say I was pretty good as a kid, and then I would say I got I got some bad coaching in junior high, and I could tell my game just wasn't the same. Um, honestly, I just felt like I just, you know, just went down, and then I transferred to Bellevue High School, and, you know, we got the best coaches. My coach won 11 state titles, countless dudes in the NFL college, um, and that's when it really progressed. I got there my sophomore year, and skyrocketed.
0: Right, gotcha, gotcha. And then um, just the recruiting, back to the recruiting process, um, like how many offers did you have? And then like what was it like trying to pick a, a school?
1: Yeah, so I had like over 20 plus offers, four-star, high school American, both sides of the ball. Um, man, it was tough. Honestly, like when you're a 17-year-old kid, you don't know a lot of things and everyone's lying to you, telling you how great you are, and just nobody wants to really be honest. Yeah. So it was kind of hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I, you know, I had a couple of commitments, was committed to Wazoo for a little bit, gave a couple of silent commitments out, and then ended up going to Arizona just because I felt like with the class of guys I had, I had the best relationship. And still to this day, I still have a great relationship with all those dudes I played with.
0: Gotcha. And then was there like a final two or three schools you were picking from?
1: Uh, top five. Um, Arizona, Washington State, Cal, Mississippi State. And I said, I think that's a Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame.
0: Okay, that's cool. It
1: was a it was a random mix.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, what about what was your overall experience like at uh, Arizona?
1: So, I mean, I think it was great for me. I mean, a lot of people like me, and you know, from all over the world. And I did some unique things. You know, being in Arizona, we're not too far to go from Cali or to Vegas or you know, go to Mexico. So I got to do a lot of cool and unique trips and experiences with with my teammates and friends. The football side of it was a little was different. Um, I just. The staff wasn't from the West Coast and that that kind of played into a culture. They don't know how West Coast kids are and how we think and how we feel. So that was a little tough. But overall, I mean, it was a solid experience. They did everything they could to, you know, provide a first class experience for us. And I felt like it was. We had a lot of, you know, financial help, a lot of academic help. Um, I think they did a pretty good job. I think just a couple of minor things they could have fixed. But other than that, it was great. It was a great experience.
0: What about what, what was your most memorable game there?
1: Oh, (laughs) so I'll say my red shirt freshman year, we were like, it was the first year of the college playoff. We are balling. We lost like maybe two games. We're playing ASU for a spot in the Pac-12 championship, also our rival. So the whole stadium was packed. The energy was there. We ended up clinching that game, going to the Pac-12 championship. And if we would have won that, we would have went to the playoff in the first year. So that environment was just nuts. You got, you got parents fighting in the stands. You got people that just don't really like each other getting after it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Fun fact. I almost, I, I almost tried to transfer to Arizona state.
1: <laughs> Let's be thankful you didn't. <laughs>
0: um, and then uh, going into your, what was it like your grad year, you, you transferred to central Michigan, right?
1: Yeah, so I had um, a relationship already with the staff out there. Coach John Bonamago, he's with the – who is he with? He's with the Rams now, the special teams coach. He had a huge NFL background. Um, Honestly, for me, I had a couple of different options, Virginia, Oklahoma State, but it was about who would pay for my master's in full, and CMU offered me, offered me that, so I took it.
0: Hey, that's smart. <laughs> Get those free degrees. Um, exactly. It says you wore number nine there. Is that true? You know
1: what I'm saying? Is this- yeah, I – that was one of my requests
0: <laughs> all right you're a big man on campus huh? at central michigan
1: i'll leave you at nine piece
0: <laughs> so when you when you went in there were like people like oh he he's coming from like the pac-12 like oh like he's really good blah blah blah
1: yeah i mean at the beginning i saw it's like this michigan is a culture shock from the west coast it's the yeah. midwest yeah. it's super different so they don't really know too much they just know i was a kid coming in so in the beginning everyone was trying to fill you out but after that you know they were pretty cool. It's just different out there, man, just the lifestyle and how people are. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'm grateful they paid for my school and I got that master's.
0: Yeah. So what, what did you study, like your undergrad and your master's?
1: So my undergrad, I got a degree in human understanding and development. And then for my master's, I got a, I got a, a like the MBA pretty much. Nice. I did some finance in there, but pretty much the MBA.
0: Gotcha. And then, um, like, after that, like, what was, what did it look like after that, like, trying to pursue pro? Were were you trying to get a job? Like, what were you trying to do after that?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I tore my labrum when I was at Arizona, and I was trying to rehab that in the process of being a grad transfer. Ended up being able to rehab it, played a season out there, kind of re-injured it. So, when I got home, I wasn't really in the mindset of, let's go train. Honestly, I met with this, this great doctor, Dr. Greenway, and, he fixed my shoulder in one session, and I was like, all right, well, I'm about to go train and committed to the next three months. Had a pretty solid pro day, honestly. Um, got a couple couple opportunities, a couple of looks, and then it just ultimately just didn't work out. And then I moved on, uh, ended up finishing school, and then went into a corporate sales job. And then uh, transitioning to what I'm doing now, I work at Forest Force performance. where NFL gym based out of Seattle, um, where Adidas sponsored, and now, now that's what I do.
0: Nice. So, yeah, you weren't feeling the nine to five? I'm not feeling it, but you know,
1: just the culture isn't there. Yeah. I think everyone they want you to be a robot in a big company. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it has its perks. You got you know the good money, good vacation days, but it just didn't feel competitive like they sold, like they sold it to me. And uh, I just didn't feel like there was any room to grow
0: immediately. Yeah, for sure. Now tell me where you're at now. I know you. Uh, just tell me where the location is and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, so we're in we're in Bellevue, Washington. We're like 15 minutes from Seattle um we're pretty close to you know downtown bellevue which is five minutes away and you know we're in a 20, a 20 000 square foot facility handling business
0: who so who's who's training out there with you
1: so we got a pretty big nfl list um bobby wagner dk when he's in town kj white obviously buddha baker you know my boy behind oh. me uh miles jack when he's in town uh, miles Gasson, savannah med it's pretty big man if you yeah. if he came here you see all these jerseys on these walls and that tells you who's here.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's dope. Like, what it what has it been like, just like going from a player to like a trainer?
1: Man, I'm not even really a trainer to be honest. I'm on the admin side. Like oh. I deal with I deal with more of the, the back end stuff. The good, the fun stuff, though. Um, No, it's been unique. I mean, I get to wear shorts every day. I get to wear sweats, so you know, on that side of it, I'm always comfortable, always relaxed. But it's just fun to do something I have a passion okay. for. Um, You know, be around people that I've known for some time, and just constantly grow and do
0: some new stuff so you're the business guy out there
1: i'm not the business guy i'm one of the i'm one of them though. i'm one of them <laughs> working on it i'm one of them all right all
0: right and then uh yeah like what are, what are your future goals uh and football um your career path like what is, what's what's your ultimate goal
1: so to give a little background about what i do here i'm the director of recruiting for trench so all i college just called me you know, talk about our kids, get them offered. Um, I'm also in a performance evaluator. So just like in how you go to college your first week, they break you down, you know, you're this mm-hmm. fast, you're this strong, you're this weak or whatever. I do that as well with some of the athletes that come through here. And then on the other thing, I'm in, I'm the Adidas liaison. So any project or any gear that goes through me and uh, I okay it before it gets here.
0: Yeah, so, all right. So you're doing a little bit of everything then? Yeah,
1: I just want, you know, I just want to try a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. Um Ultimately, I want to go to college and I want to go be a recruiter. I feel oh. like I, I did a great job of that while I was a player, and I just feel like the role that I'm in is going to propel me to to go do that. Yeah. But the end goal is going to be a GM. I want to be a GM of the NFL team.
0: All right. Yeah, that's dope. Um, all right. You ready for some fun questions? Let's get it. All right. What do you like to do in your free time?
1: <laughs> What's free time? Nah, but uh, I, like, I, mean, I like watching LeBron dominate. Um, I play the PS5. Man, I just really – I really enjoy going to dinner with my boys, kicking and traveling. You know me, I like to travel. You see that all right. the time. Um but That's pretty much it.
0: All right, so you got to give me your NBA predictions then.
1: Man, Lakers in five. <laughs> and we're not just talking about now. I'm talking about the finals. <laughs>
0: yeah, all right. Yeah, I mean, all right, who do you think the Lakers are going to play in the finals?
1: They should play the Nets. Yeah. The Nets. I mean, the Nets are team. the dominant force. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but, I mean, you got to look at it like this. Like, they got three, a three-headed, you know, three monsters over there. Yeah. Um, the only thing that's going to hurt them is defense and injuries. So, you know, I hope they're all healthy for the finals. But LeBron finna going drop 40, and we're going to go to L.A. and celebrate.
0: For sure. Oh, yeah, I forgot to ask you. Um, what advice would you give to a younger player, like, trying to get a D1 scholarship?
1: Man, be realistic or- with yourself. Um, be realistic because – in your head, you might envision yourself as a, as, a D1 pro, as a D1 prospect, as a senior. And, you know, you might be a freshman. I'd say humble yourself. You know, go to the local camps. Go to the smaller schools. Build your, build your resume, you know, with coaches that have seen you from a young age until, you know, it's time to go. And just, um, you know, grind. Be committed to the process. Don't be on social media. Gasping yourself up you're not really working. And, uh, you know, film, don't lie. So yeah. if you're a dude, we're going to see it. And if you're a dude, I'm going to call you. We're going to yeah. get you in here.
0: <laughs> For sure. What about like uh you're you're younger than me. Like what's the difference has been like so say your senior year uh, uh high school, so like now like seeing kids getting recruited in like social media.
1: Oh, it's it's a whole different phase. So when I was in high school, Twitter just started to get popular. Yeah. Now now you have like Instagram, you got FaceTime. <laughs> These coaches have like a ton of different ways to connect with you. Yeah. and Honestly, them back then they weren't even allowed to text you. They could just call you and Facebook messenger yeah. you. So, like, you know, if I was a kid now and getting all these texts, and you know, I'd be super overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you know, there's more eyes everywhere, seven-on-seven seven camps, combine events. So there's a lot more eyes everywhere. Um, Kids, the thing I would say is you think these coaches don't see this? They see everything. They got partnership deals with all these film companies to get what you did. So you might have had a seven-on-seven seven practice that was bad, and Oregon might have seen it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'll say that. So everyone sees everything.
0: Gotcha. And then back to back to the fun questions cuz I forgot about those ones. But um uh what else do you, like what other things do you like to do in your uh free time? Do you play video games or anything?
1: Yeah, man, play the PS5, play 2K Madden, Warzone. Um Netflix when Netflix has some good shows going on. They're struggling right now though. Um just really chill, man. I mean, yeah. we're here like we're here pretty much all day. So when I get home, I just want to kick back, eat some good food and just get, you know, recoup for the next day.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now we mentioned social media. What's your favorite platform?
1: I'm a Twitter head. You know this. (laughs)
0: I'm
1: a Twitter head. Uh, Nah, I just, I just feel like people are the most authentic on Twitter. I feel like everyone's pretty, you know, pretty funny, pretty honest. I feel like Instagram is, you know, all cap. Uh, No (laughs) pun intended. (laughs) But I just feel like everyone's flexing. I mean, Like, look, if I didn't have to use Instagram for for myself or for my brand or for the gym, I wouldn't. But it's necessary today.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right, my last question. Do you have any questions for me?
1: Any questions for you? Oh, okay. What do you think separates yourself from from others that do what you do?
0: (laughs) Oh, easy. Consistency. That's Mm. it. Consistency.
1: That's it? That's it. It's a one-man show? That's it. Oh, okay. Oh, that's okay, okay. No, it's funny
0: you ask that because, um, like, I always, I always get this question when I'm on interviews. And so I forgot the exact question, but it's always like, but I always see, like, since I started 10 years ago, like, I've seen people start either, like, clothing brands or companies or websites or whatever. And just maybe they do it a month, even up to a year, maybe two years, and then they just stop. And that's it. And then they give up. Even uh, people I went to well, school—I'm sure you went to school with a lot of people that went uh, got sports management degrees and don't work in sports at all. Like a lot of people, same thing. Like they just—they just, just stop trying.
1: Well, here's the thing. Like, so for me, yeah, I look at it like this: you got to pay your dues at some point in yeah. time. So, like for you during this time span, you paid your dues. Right now, I'm paying my dues. Yeah. So it's kind of like you have to—you always have to give that time where you're not the guy where you're learning how to do it. So when you get your opportunity, you can maximize it. I mean, obviously, me and you, we've had a relationship for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, you've done nothing but grown, flourished. You know, you went from a couple of pro athletes to, hey, man, you got a whole roster. Every for sport, sure. every sport, you know what I'm saying? Um, but that's that's the thing. and I think that's the thing I see now. Like, you know, with these kids, like, just recruiting or high school, just be consistent. A lot of kids fall off. If they don't get that love, that instant gratification, yeah. it goes to their head, and they're just head cases.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing that I think the back to like Instagram and fi- like fake selling it's just like go get a degree and you're going to get a good job or whatever, but no, you're starting at the bottom again. Like people don't really I don't think people realize that that much.
1: A degree doesn't mean you're going to get a good job. It just means you're going to get an opportunity yeah. to get a good job. It's really all, you know what it is, networking. It's yeah, uh, that's it's true. the communication, it's, you know, somebody vouching for you, you know, like 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 I said, you got that you got that interview from my friend. I vouch for you. You know what I'm saying? That's trust. That's how you build networks,
0: though. Oh, funny story about that. I told you already, but I'll tell it on air. So she told me, (laughs) she told me it was like, why is Marcus hitting me up? Like I thought it was like he was just joking. And then he was like, oh, and then we're on an interview with her. So then it was for real. Hey, man, I appreciate it.
1: Not everybody can know what I be doing or who I know. I got to <laughs> keep you tucked away, man. You too big time for, for everybody to know about. Um, One final thing I wanted to touch on on this side. Uh, you know, summer's coming. The NCAA is allowing us to finally take visits. We got a summer tour com- coming up Tuesday this week. Uh, me and about 10 kids from here and my boss and, uh, and our player personnel director, Ryan Clary, will be on the road first stop. Nick Saban, baby, we coming. Tuscaloosa, we got some boys. That just <laughs> you shows know. you the level of kids we got over here. First stop. Yeah. We got to hit Auburn after that, Georgia. We come back. Following week, kids go to Texas. Following week, I take the kids to LA. We got to go see SC, ASU, go see my alumni, U of A, and then circle circle out to a few more schools. And then we're done. Then July's all grind.
0: Yeah, that's dope. Well, Marcus, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, can you let the listeners know where to follow you on social media?
1: Of course. Of <laughs> course. Yo, Rillin' Z96 on all platforms. And if you can't find me, i at my man PG. He'll, he'll point you in the right direction. It's fun to go twice as hard as everyone else this time of year. That's why Duncan doesn't stop at just one signature holiday latte. So they made two, both handcrafted with rich espresso and topped with whipped cream. The holiday classic peppermint mocha features notes of mocha and cooling peppermint, while the toasted white chocolate is complete with creamy white chocolate flavor and cinnamon sugar dustings. They'll help you show the holidays a thing or two. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.